0: You are the only person living your life, having your experiences, and chasing your dreams. You are the missing ingredient in the recipe to all that you've ever wanted.
1: I'm sorry, but I don't want to be an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. Jew, Gentile, black man, white...
0: Yelling at birds, Matt here, and I'm very happy to have your ears for the moment. We're actually nearing 400 listens so far, and it might not be much in the grand scheme of things, but that to me is awesome. I really appreciate it. I'm very grateful for each and every one, and it's just, it's awesome. We're, we're, we're almost there. We're at like 390 right now, which is just crazy. Um, 390 people or 390 listens to me just kind of ramble about whatever here. Um, it's appreciated. I, I, I don't know what to say, uh, but thank you. Thank you for giving me a little bit of your time. This is number three in the bearing, bearing. this is number three in the Being Human series. We're going in no particular order, and this week's subject was just on my mind. Today's topic is, in my opinion, the result of a complete failure of humanity. It's war. Now, on the surface, war seems to be the most unnatural expression of humanity. But according to a few things I've been reading here, in one main article, that the war has been at peace for just about eight percent of recorded history. Now, when they're when they think about that, they're thinking of um, armed battles or battles of where at least a thousand people have died. But 8%, we've been at peace for 268 out of the past 3,400 years. So why does it seem more devastating now? Why does it seem so much, why does it seem to be so much more pointless now? I feel, I feel a large part of, of that has to do with the ease of information. Maybe it made more sense in a time when certain cultures were completely unaware of one another, when they spoke different languages with no easy way to communicate. It seems that misunderstandings and the necessity of survival seemed a natural lead into battles and wars. War can be seen as an undesir- or understandable byproduct when it came to territory disputes as the city-states defended their borders, Empires spilling into empires and the formation of com- countries, but now there's danger out there. Don't get me wrong, there's lack, and I'm not saying it's completely unjustified. There are still factions of factions of people out there jockeying for territory and power. That's true, but even more so, there are valuable resources out there in the world. There are valuable resources, and there are powerful people that want to capitalize on those resources. And war is a pretty good foot in the door, and a reason to take control of a high-dollar-value region. But on top of that, there there's still those things out there, but to me it seems more devastating and more pointless, because we do have that ease of communication, because we are more aware of what's going on in the world. And that was kind of the whole point of the Internet, to be connected. And the more connected we are, the more in tune we are with other people suffering. And when there's a a region at war, when there's civilians fleeing, g- being killed, it just seems so much more pointless when we can, at the drop of a hat, talk to somebody on the other side of the con- country, other side of the other side of the fucking world. So in that respect, war seems like just the ultimate failure in that the ultimate failure in humanity, but, I mean, what the hell do I know? I've never put on a uniform. I've never trained, regimented, or answered the call, so all I can do is sit here and talk about what I've read from stories, what I've seen from news footage, old and new, the ghost stairs, the terror-filled citizens, burning bodies in villages, but for me, that's enough. I do admire the bravery it takes to answer the call, to volunteer your life for the idea of what our nation stands for, to put yourself on that wall between them and us. But I don't need to run into a burning building to find out that that's not where a human being should be. I mean, maybe, and now I'm not wishing, I mean, maybe I'm, who knows, but war may be easier to stomach Let's say if those that choose to engage in it were the same who were in the most danger. Or if those who made the choice to enter their army into a war were also on the front lines. But we know that neither to be the case. Although studies vary in figures on on the high side, um, the 9 to 1 ratio are often challenged as a myth. Lowest estimates on civilian or non-combatant rate... um, The non-combatant death ratio in war, uh, lowest estimates around 50% in history. That means according to the lowest estimates, half of all deaths in armed conflicts are people like you and me. People whose only crime is to exist where they existed, in the time that they existed there. People who did not, or could not flee, in time to avoid being killed. There are a healthy number of studies out there of figures that hover between 75 and 90 percent, 75 and 90 percent of deaths in armed conflicts being civilians. Men, women, and children. Men, women, and children who had people they love, aspirations, goals, favorite foods, games they like to play, things they hope for their lives, just gone. Gone because some crazed leader had an idea, ultimately supported by military force, that a certain type of people must be eradicated. Because the gain of a certain piece of land was more valuable than the lives it would take. Because what was a few dead bodies compared to mountains of money, fame, or glory. The bombing of Dresden, the Vietnam War, ethnic cleansings and genocides throughout history, even current bombing campaigns in the Middle East, among many, many others swallowed up by history and lost memory. However history views any of these events, and these lo- massive losses of life, what they all had in common is they were justified at the time. Maybe not justifiable to the masses, but justified enough, and to enough people, to cause devastation on such a large scale. They do say that hindsight is twenty-twenty, but how much more hindsight do we need? How much more data do we need to collect? How many more pictures do we need to see? How many more sons and daughters do we need to toss into the fucking wood chipper? How many more pages of senseless deaths do we need to com- do? We need to acquire to complete our history. How much more blood do we need? And what are we supposed to? I guess what are we supposed to do about it? I, who the hell knows? But. In a long enough timeline of de- devastation, either learning about it, seeing it firsthand, or knowing that it's happening, everyone's an accomplice. So my hands are just as dirty. And I know that sitting here, quote-unquote, feeling bad, and talking into this microphone can't bring any ba- anyone back. It can't undo any damage done. can't heal anything that's broken. And can't do a goddamn thing to change the tide of, the tide of time or satisfy the enormous hungry monster of the war machine and its need for money and power made out of the blood that it causes. But, maybe. Maybe this whole thing just needs to be aged out. As each generation becomes slightly more connected, slightly more aware, and slightly more in tune with another suffering. Because that's what life is. That's what growth is, and maybe at this point in hist- in the history, our world is just at the point before rock bottom, where old man humanity, he knows he has a problem, but has yet to admit it and come clean to his family and friends, needing to hit that one last bottom before having no choice but to change. My only hope is that the fall isn't too far, and the bottom isn't too hard. but. Hopefully for old man humanity he can find the love and support he needs to make changes now before it's too late. That's all I hope. The first step in change what is it? The first step in changing a problem is admitting that you have a problem. That's probably wrong. I'm definitely wrong. Now I can see uh, Roy McAvoy from Newsroom just like looking at me and being really mad. First step in solving a problem is realizing you have a problem. There it is. And in a time of world connected connectedness, this senseless killing just seems more pathetic and pointless. And I hope we realize that until it's too late. Before it's too late. But thank you for listening. I appreciate the hell out of you, out of all of you, and I would love for you to visit me at Yelling at Birds Podcast on Facebook just to say hi ask anything you want message me let me know your thoughts i would love it if i would also love it if you hit that subscribe button i'm on apple podcasts and a, f- a handful of others i'm creating this on anchor if you didn't already hear from the advertisement but above all else i would love it most of all if you were good good to yourself and good to one another I mean, we're in this thing together, motherfuckers, whether you like it or not. So know that I love you and I need you to love yourself.